0: maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll be in the Bible in the book of Amos chapter 8 verse 11 as we get started with the essentials for a follower of Christ. The other teachings you can get the series is online it's so far we've looked at prayer seeking listening and speaking to God uh, dealing with sin recognition confession and repentance that bears fruit and today we'll be looking at living God's Word daily growing in obedience and application this is the first half of this two-part study Amos chapter 8 verse 11 says this behold the days are coming says the Lord God that I will send a famine on the land not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. When I was putting a study together back a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Joe had shared that verse. He went into 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. But it made me at least have some comfort to know that what I was putting together, God had already kind of put it on Joe's heart, and now it's on my heart, so we know where we're going. Uh, One of the things that that we do need to understand is like when we come into the presence of of God's Word is that we're coming into understanding that who is the author of the Bible ultimately is God, is God-breathed. And so when you come to church or you come before the Word of God, you're expecting to hear from God. I am just a middleman. When I give you Scripture, when I give you expository teaching of, of verse by verse or chapter by chapter Scripture, I am giving you what God's Word says. And, and we need to allow the text to, to speak to us, and, and the text has to be king, meaning that the context of Scripture. Uh, what is written for, uh, to Moses to the people of Israel is not the same as written to, to the people of Jeremiah. Because they had some years in the Word of God. And people in the desert and the wilderness were just learning. And so there's different, when you look at God's Word, for instance, when you look at the book of Mark, Mark was written for a Roman audience. And Matthew's was written for a Jewish audience. All of those things are important when we dive in and learn Scripture. We have to know who the author is, who is he writing to? Right and, and what is happening in that time period? Now, that can sound exhausting for somebody who doesn't spend time in the Word of God. It can be like, man, that's a lot. That's like studying. I did that back in school or high school. But for us, reading the Word of God is not something that we just check off. Oh, I've read that Scripture. I've read that chapter. I'm done. I've done my devotional. I'm done. It's, it's actually spending time in God's Word, but not just spending time in God's Word but growing in obedience and application to His Word. It, it's One of the things that I remember learning early on was, and, and I'm still learning this, we are to be faithful, available, and teachable. That never changes. The moment you stop growing is the moment that, that, that things begin to happen uh in our lives and 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 it's a reality of 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 understanding like we're going to go through trials and tribulations it's the word of God that helps us through that it's the word of God that gives us comfort it's the word of God that helps us keep going uh, you know and and when there's a famine on the land it doesn't require us to look at our nation to know that there's a famine of the word of God on the, on the land And we actually have more access than any other generation. Than any other generation. We have, you pick a version. English Standard Version, New American Standard Bible. You want the New Living Translation, the New King James Version. You want commentary. You want a study Bible. You want the audio. It's all in your hands. All of it. And yet we have a famine in the land. And so when we look at this, there's a, 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 a natural understanding that there is a, a, a problem of truth in our, in our land. And, and it's happening, unfortunately, uh, quite often now. And, and, and until we get back to the Word of God as, as followers of Christ, meaning that we individually, I'm going to spend my time in God's Word and I'm going to seek and see what my application is for this Scripture that's what I need to do. And, and that's what I need to do every day. And it doesn't require you to be a theologian because you have the Holy Spirit that resides in you. The Holy Spirit will help you understand God's Word. Look, at the very beginning of my faith, I, man, I had a high school Alabama education, which is very bad, okay? <laughs> it's not great. And, and so um, at the end of the day, one of the things you learn is like i could i would read the scripture like lean not on your own understanding i understood that and i knew that it was my own understanding that got me into the mess of my my marriage problems and my family problems uh, for 22 years and so i started trusting in the lord and i took that to heart and i remember when i got to colossians chapter 3 Set your mind on things that are above. Man, you set your mind too much on the things of the world before Christ. You need to start setting your mind on things above. And you, you just take the Scripture and you apply it. Let me tell you, setting your mind things on above is hard to do when you're used to buying a 1,000 Christmas presents. That first year of Christmas, I remember we were like, no, remember what we, we read. We need, to, we need to, one present per kid. That's it. And so that was a tough year, but you have to put it into application. That's how you grow Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 and 6 says this, and have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when when reproved by him. The thing we're going to focus on is, have you forgotten the exhortation? Have you forgotten the exhortation? Have you forgotten the word? Have you forgotten the word of God? The the, the people in Israel at the time are in the Hebrew. Uh, audience that that was written to had gotten so focused on, on other things and forgot about the love of Christ and forgot about the Word of God. And it was affecting every area of their life. And so uh, the author was telling them that they needed to, they have forgotten the exhortation. They had forgotten the Word. And those are probably three questions, that, that three letters, of, of three words of the Bible that we see, have you forgotten? And, and David Guzik says this, he says, um, much difficulty in our Christian life can be traced back to those three words. You have forgotten. Perhaps some principle we remember in our minds, but we have forgotten with our hearts. And we must remember it again. And, and when we look at this, when we, when we look at our lives, we have two categories that we fall into. We have the, the follower of Christ who remembers the Word of God and acts on the Word of God. And then you have the follower of Christ who forgets and fails to act on the Word of God and, and or act, or forget to uh, forget some of the revealed truth of the Word of God. And it affects their, their daily life or their daily uh, day-to-day stuff that's going on in their life. Uh, it's, it's important for us not to just spend time in the Word but actually look at the application of the Word Uh it is the Word of God that helps us through the troubles that we go through every day and the, the trials and the tribulations that we go through. And, and we don't want to be somebody that forgets or fails to act on something revealed in the truth of the Word. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 2-5, through it says, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you, you these 40 years in the wilderness, that He might humble you, testing you to know what, it's, what was in your heart, ...whether you would keep His commandments or not. And He humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which did, you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that He, he might make you known that, uh, that the man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell for uh, these 40 years know then in your heart that a man's dis- disciplines his son the lord god disciplines you and that verse that we see is the same verse that jesus quotes you know man does not live by bread alone he quotes that to satan in luke chapter 4 verses 3 and 4 the devil said to him if you are the son of god command this stone to become bread and jesus answered him it is written man shall not live by bread alone. The Bible is important for us to to read and understand because the Bible is is the way that God, the author, communicates to its readers uh, and to those that are followers of His. He wants to, He wants you to know Him. He wants us to to know His ways and, and what direction He has for your life. That's where you find all of that in God's Word. We learn the truth about God, we learn the attributes about God, we learn his nature, his thoughts, and it's revealed through God's word. And it helps us to understand this fallen world that we're in right now. So many of us are trying to we we'll, we'll spend so much time trying to figure out why the world is the way it is and it's like we we forget that it's a fallen world, it's sin. And and we see the pain and the suffering that happens and in many lives, and it's because of this, this world is full of sin. It's, it's got death and illness, and, and uh, we see wars and just devious things that are happening within our, in our world. But if we have a famine of the Word of God, especially here in the United States, that's why the things happen the way they happen. It's, we, we've gotten so far off what our focus is, which is to... To be uh, in God's Word, uh, we've gotten to where it's, it's gotten too political or too social or too, too social justice. None of that stuff matters. It's about God's, your relationship with God and God's Word. It's understanding that the Bible, when we study it, we, we see the Creator's design. And we also see and discover you know, what God has planned for our lives and what His demands are for you. But He also makes those promises. He tells you in in those promises that He can revive your soul, He can make you wise, give you joy, enlighten your eyes, provide warning, and and that there are great rewards. But the Bible also promises hope, encouragement, and comfort. Where do we go when we're hurting? should be the Word of God. It's one of the first things that we should turn to. The Bible tells us that the truth about God is is that as we know Him, the Bible's message, we meet God and experience Him. And we build our relationship with Him through His Word. But have you forgotten the Word of God? In Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11, it says, "The uh, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Let's stop right there. The law of the Lord is perfect. It's inerrant. It's without error. There's nothing that needs to be added to or taken away. What does it do? It revives your soul. If your soul is dry, have you been in the Word? Have you forgotten the Word? And you go, well, I've been reading my Word. Have you applied the Word? Are you actually applying it? He says, The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. God's testimony as we read the Word of God, but he, he takes the things that are so hard for us to understand at times, something that we could never see happening, and God takes that thing that's wise and makes it simple and we get it. We may not get it at the time when it's happening, but He makes the wise simple. The precepts of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. It's that time when you can... Spending God's Word when you're struggling through the pain and the suffering, even as I was thinking about the mourning that this community is going through. You find joy in the Lord. You may not have joy, right, through the world, through the, the loss of a loved one, but you find joy uh, in rejoicing in, in, in God's Word. And it's that rejoicing in the heart. It's, it's not only the rejoicing of the heart, but it's reviving your soul. And the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. It gives us direction on where we're supposed to go. God's Word is pure. And He's telling you, look, if you, if you spend time in My Word, it's pure and I'll enlighten your eyes and I'll show you the direction you're supposed to go. But you have to be in it. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover by them is your servant warned, and keeping them there is great reward. There's a great reward for us to keep the word of God. He tells you no matter what you think of this world, no matter how much gold you could have, no matter... The sweetest thing that you could have is not more important than God's Word. And if you're a servant, he's saying, look, you, you keep them because there is a great reward. In Luke chapter 11, verse 28, it says, But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. Do not let it become dull. The New Living Translation I love tells it this way. Jesus replied, this is Jesus speaking now. But even uh, more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Put it into practice. In John 11, verses 43 through 44, it says, When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the man had died and came out, his hands and feet bound with linen stripes, and his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. When we give our lives to Christ, we come out of the grave with spiritual the spiritual grave with a number of layers of dead wrappings that are around us. And as we spend time in our relationship with God, we begin to let go of those those dead wrappings of attitude and activities. And we begin to see the new birth, the new creation that you are becoming in Christ. It's when we actually apply the word of God and his truth in our life that's when we begin to get freed of the grave clothes. And we talked about that this past week uh, uh, on Wednesday as we set aside and put off those things in Colossians, right? And he tells you to put on those things. And those are things that we, we, we all are working on and we're all pursuing. And I, I love that because at the end of the day, what he's saying is like don't, don't go back and try to wrap yourself up in those grave, those grave clothes. Don't try to put those attitudes back on. Don't try to, to, to put those, those activities that you used to do that you were like, ah, I shouldn't be doing this. Don't try to put those back on again. We know the, the, the reality of, of God's perspective because we're spending time in God's Word. In John 17, 17, it says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your Word is truth. It's God's Word that sanctifies my life and yours. It's His Word. And it only happens when we actually take his word and, and we're obedient to it and we actually apply it. Now, y'all are probably already going, man, Mike, I've heard this a thousand times from a thousand pastors. Do you ever wonder why that that is over and over and over? Because there's a famine in the land. There's a famine in the land. It, it, it's, it happens, you know, and, and this is where we're at today. In James chapter 1 verses 19 through 25 it says know this my beloved brothers let every person be quick to hear slow to speak slow to anger for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of god and therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man who is intently at it, look, looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and once forgets what he lives, what he has what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and the, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Now I had a. A very wise man tell me this week I, I need to be better hearer, better listener. And the moment that was said, this verse was brought to my heart. It tells you to store and meditate on God's Word, to store it up day and night. Why? Because when, when you're going through something or something's happening, God's Word gets brought up to you by the Holy Spirit. What are you going to do with it? Right? Are you going to be a hearer only? and continue doing the behavior? or are you are going to be a hearer and a doer? We all have, as well, I was trying to tell you, all of us, our feet are made of clay, including mine, and we all have things that God is trying to work on. And if I want to be obedient to God's Word, I need to apply it in my life. And so when I look at that verse, I go, I failed it. I failed it. But I had a brother that was nice enough to tell me, Mike, you need to listen, listen, listen a little more. And, and at the end of the day, it's like I, 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 when I read this verse, I, like, I, I am understanding that it is the implanted Word that saves my soul. It reminds me that I have filthy rags as I serve. It reminds me that at the end of the day, it's the implanted Word that gets brought up and it goes when you want to argue with your wife or you want to argue at work and God's Word comes up. What are you going to do with it? But if there's nothing stored, you get what I'm saying? If you don't have anything stored, what are you going to bring up? Just the flesh. And, and so for us, one of the things I, I, I pray is that you would be a doer of the Word, not just a hearer. Because if, if, if not, you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. There are, are many people that are deceiving themselves every Sunday. They just sit in church. And, and they go through the Word of God. They're, this is, I, I've done my reading. But have you applied it? Have you asked God? Have you meditated on it? Have you actually taken time and said, Lord, what are you trying to show me in the Scripture today? Because He's going to give you opportunity to live it out. And sometimes you're going to pass the test and sometimes you're not going to pass the test. And those times you don't pass the test, you have to ask for repentance. Again, That's recognition. What are you going to do with it? If you recognize it, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to f- confess it? Right? And are you going to repent, turn away from it? And do you want to see restoration? Do you want to see transformation? Do you want to have a, a, a sin that bears fruit? where well, your repent of sin, is, it, you, you're turned away from it. And you begin repentance bears fruit. That's why he says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he was like a man who is intently uh, at his natural face uh, in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and once forgets what he, is, what he was like. He's like, if you're just reading it to read it, it's like you can look at yourself in the mirror, and I, I could look this morning and go, I think I had a blue sweater on. I look at myself, I see the blue sweater, I go, yeah, I got a blue sweater, got no hair. I walk away, then I go, man, do I still got hair? Am I wearing what color sweater? Am I? It's like you're just forgetting it. And that's what happens is we're going through these, these, these massive readings, and I, I am all for the one-year Bible. But if you're not applying the one-year Bible, you need to stop doing the one-year Bible, okay? Meaning that if, if, if you just need to take a chapter at a time, that's cool. I would rather you take a chapter at a time or even a couple of paragraphs at a time so you can apply those paragraphs so you can understand what you're, you're reading. I would rather you do that. Because then it's realistic because what happens is you start, you start actually reading it and applying it and you go, man, and then you start going a little bit further on your readings. And that's a good thing. But we need to be not just hearers of the Word, but doers. You know, you'll hear pastors tell you that uh, the, the three, I know one of the big threes that we were taught, even in, uh, I even taught at School of Ministry, it was taught at Liberty University, was... Observation, interpretation, application. So what does the passage say? Let the text talk. Okay? Let the text talk. Don't you try to talk for the text. Right? That's that's that thing that we always talk about, eisegesis. Eisegesis is where you you weaponize the Word of God, because that's what you do. You're weaponizing the Word of God to use it the way you want to use it. And that's that's what that's what's happening with a lot of pastors today, even from the pulpit. I heard a pastor talk about how you know uh, he's actually the number one pastor in, in 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 the United States, and he was talking about well you're already you're already perfect. So whatever you do, you're already perfect. Meaning that in in God's eyes, you're already perfect. And he took the scripture completely, He Jesus it, and he's like, well if you're in the gay nightclub, don't worry, you're already perfect. Like you just you're good and I was like no that's not (laughs) that's not what that scripture means but that's what's happening in our pulpits even today and so what we want to do is when we when we observe the text what you do is simply just read or listen to the text and if you got to listen to it a few times that's fine well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio. Radio station. It's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you, and I would say uh, make that donation to them. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you. Remember, you can find us at calvarydivine.org. Calvarydivine.org. God bless.